In this, Jimmy Dean Keene awakens at some late or early hour when it's still dark. He's in Caroline Guidry's bed, but Caroline herself is nowhere to be found. Her bedroom is dimly lit with ambient light from the street outside. He can't see her. It's silent. He doesn't hear her in the rest of the house. As he gathers his faculties in the process of waking up, he's confused, then starts to lightly panic. But before he can get too far gone, he hears her footsteps approaching in the shotgun hallway. She appears in the bedroom doorway, returning to him, moving lightly but quickly, pulling her housecoat around her so tightly, smiling, looking eager to climb back into the bed, having no idea what Jimmy was just feeling. He doesn't need to be a detective or investigator to figure out she'd just been to the bathroom and he didn't hear her. So he feels better immediately. Pulls the covers back so she can crawl beneath, which she does, taking her housecoat off, pushing it behind herself while she burrows in close to him. Her skin feels clammy to him, especially her feet as she pushes them between his calves. Burr, here. He adjusts so that as much of her body can be in contact with as much of his body as they can manage. And she just snuggles in, gets comfortable. She puts her palms against his chest. He puts his hands over top of them, pressing them into himself. Cold hands, warm heart, right? I don't know, it still counts if all of me is cold. Yeah, I think as long as your hands are cold, that's all that matters. <laughs> they smile at each other in the dark. Well, it's April now. Another couple weeks, it'll start to warm up. Then not too long after that, it's going to be hot as Satan's asshole. <laughs> so we better enjoy it while we still can. <laughs> she burrows in tightly. He draws the covers around her. Skinny people tend to run cold, I think. And girls. Girls are always cold, far as I remember. She has pressed her face against him, and her voice vibrates against his throat while she talks. Not you, though. Nope. Steal my heat. I got plenty to go around. He can feel her smile, holds her against himself, and in very little time, he can tell that she's fallen straight back to sleep. And this pleases him so much that she feels this safe and comfortable, so that lulls him back to sleep too. When she wakes up again, it's daylight. And now Jimmy's out of bed. She and Mr. Whiskers are both sharing the warm spot that he had vacated. She gets her house coat, her sweatpants, gets up, uses the bathroom, and discovers Jimmy's in the kitchen, having prepared French toast for them. 
French toast? Yeah, you had eggs, bread, milk, and butter, so... Wow, damn, that's a lot of effort. I never would have gone through all that just for myself. <laughs> and I don't really have enough faith in my culinary abilities to make it for you either, so... Thank you. Jimmy's partially dressed, and one of the things he's wearing is a very self-assured smile. You're welcome. I like to cook. I'm getting kind of good at it. When I'm just fixing for myself, it's not that exciting. But when I got somebody else to impress, he puts a plate of French toast on the table for her. That gives me some kind of motivation. <laughs> well, all right then. This works out great because I like to eat, but I don't really like to cook. Jimmy's got his own plate. Both he and Caroline are approaching the kitchen table. You want to sit on my lap again? Oh, I'd love it. You want me to make some coffee? Nah, I already beat you to it. He puts two coffee cups on the table, too. Sits down. Pats his lap. She obliges. And they tuck into their breakfast foods together. I gotta go to work, unfortunately, so I don't have time for shenanigans right now, but I'll be back after lunch. Okay, yeah, I think I can wait that long. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna try to do the same. <laughs> Where are you going today? I'm putting in a shift at this pawn shop my dad's buddy owns. And I'd offer to take you there too, but you'd definitely get bored out of your mind. <sighs> yeah, I don't really think that's my scene. No. It's in a kind of sketchy neighborhood too. Over by the Desire Projects. Oh. Yeah, when you say pawn shop, I do kind of automatically think of someplace sketchy, but that's real sketchy. <laughs> Yeah, the boss man comes to work strapped every day, and that thing is not a fashion accessory. <laughs> no. If I see somebody wearing a sidearm, I assume they're willing to shoot it. And if they're operating a pawn shop, much less over by desire, then yeah, I know. <sighs> Pretty wise. Yeah, I don't get surprised too often by people, honestly. <sighs> well, I never had any problems working over there, so you don't need to worry about me. Oh, I don't. Not really. <sighs> she gives him a flirtatious look, amplified by the fact that she's right there on his lap. But then she gets completely sincere very quickly. Not really, though. Don't get too flippant. Because I'm pretty street smart. Not really the type of person you got to worry about either. But I make it a point to never find myself over by desire. Any time of the day, but especially by night. Jimmy doesn't have any arguments with this. Yeah, good idea. It's a real shame because people need a place to live. Most of them not doing anything wrong. But then there's people that are, and they kind of fuck it up for everybody else. In a big way. 
Yeah, I'll say. Wish I knew what to do about any of that, but that's pretty well out of my pay grade. So I just show up and hope nobody comes in with a beef because it will be misplaced. But as far as I can tell, most of the locals know and like the owner pretty well. He grew up with Jim in the Irish Channel. Guess they were part of an unofficial youth gang together. So he's not unaccustomed to the struggle. And he's not there to fuck anybody over. He's just doing business. He'll give people decent money for their shit. And he doesn't cause any trouble for anybody who isn't trying to cause trouble for him. So all in all, he's a pretty good boss. I've certainly had worse. <laughs> he goes back to his French toast a bit. Very evidently pleased that he can share low-key inside humor with her about his past shady business dealings. And she doesn't take any offense at this either. She laughs and thinks it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that ain't a real high bar to clear, is it? A thought has been developing inside her mind. And after working on a bit of her own toast, she's ready to present it. You suppose I could ask you to drop me off someplace? Because I would just take the bus, but I like riding in your car. <sighs> hey, what a coincidence, because I like seeing you in my car. I like having other people see you in my car. Where you need to go? Oh, I just got to go to the library. Oh yeah, I know where that is. Honestly, can't say I've ever been, myself. That's okay, this is a judgment-free zone, Jimmy. <laughs> this is a callback he didn't know he needed. Sads, I'm not doing anything too intellectual with myself. Okay, judgment-free zone one way or the other with that, too. But I'm saying, if you ever are inclined that way... That won't bother me. I think it's hot. <laughs> a smart girl? Now you don't gotta get up too early in the morning to be smarter than me. <sighs> Caroline looks at him so sympathetically from about six inches or the width of her hand away from him. Jimmy, you quit it right now. He's earnestly oblivious, taking a bite of his toast. Quit what? Dragging yourself. Damn. You know I think you're an intellectual. You intellectual enough. <laughs> he hadn't previously known this was the validation he wanted and something he needed to hear either. But then he does hear it. And it is. Okay, well, if you've appraised it and you say that's what it's worth, I'm gonna believe you. She gives him that smile that he loves, values, and appreciates more and more every time he sees it. Okay, good, because I didn't just fall off the turnip truck yesterday. I've seen a couple things. And still never anybody like you. He looks at on his lap, eating her toast that he'd prepared. And she's not even done buttering up his ego. Totally genuinely at that. 
You know, I was just going to end up making toast and scrambled eggs or something. This bread was going a little stale, so I might have even just took it out and fed it to the ducks down at the bayou. Oh, well, there's still a couple slices left. They can still eat. She thinks this response is so cute. And he said it with complete sincerity, too. Shit, I better concentrate on finishing my breakfast. Else I'm gonna make you late. He's not worried, though. Nah, we got just enough time to spend some together. I wouldn't have let it work out any different. So, a bit later, Caroline has been dropped off at the public library. She finds the card catalog, pulls out the drawers, flipping through the cards, old school style. She finds the titles she was looking for, walks over to the reference desk, greets the librarian. Hi, how you doing? How you doing, Chef? I'm good, thank you. Thank you, me too. How can I do for you? Caroline consults her reference cards. Now, can you kindly tell me where to find um, psychology and sociology and history, specifically crime, please? And thank you very much.